Hey, thanks for listening to Unleashing Kingdom Voices. Join me or a guest as we unlock some secrets to AI, to personal development, to finding your voice. Join us now as we help you unleash your voice. So I thank you so much for joining us for another edition of Unleashing Kingdom Voices. This episode is brought to you by the world premier group, Girl Power Alliance. It's an opportunity for professional women to gain leverage compensation by leading women in personal professional development, leadership in coaching, and speaking. So if you want more information, do check the link down below. We'll give you a 24-hour sneak peek into Girl Power Alliance. This uh, young lady that is going to be on my guest, let me just say she epitomized the name change of Unleashing Kingdom Voices. I'm going to introduce you to Kayla Cardonia. Listen, she's more than just a mom and a transformative speaker and coach, an amazing, successful realtor with the Oppenheim Group, but she really has a life-changing experience for you folks. And I really, if you're with us, pause the podcast and go get a cup of coffee and a notebook, because I believe that you're going to hear faith and perseverance turning into resilience at its finest. So instead of just sitting here and talking, let me, please, will you help me welcome Kayla Cardona? Hey, Kayla. Hi, Teresa. How are you? I'm great. So I met Kayla with Girl Power Alliance. She was a guest on a Wednesday. I guess you know the CEO real well, Michelle Schaefer, or you know her? I know of her for many years. When she was in Isogenics and I was, I did that with her. I tried to, and then it, I had to make a decision. It was either that or get into real estate and I made a decision. Wow. That just, that's fascinating because I could tell Michelle was just beaming like a mother over your testimony. (laughs) Now, Kayla will delve it to you straight, y'all. And uh, I think to find the transformation, we need to hear a little bit about your story. Yeah. Touch on uh, that a little. Yeah. You've obviously have heard, but um, I, I plan to write a book and, a, and eventually a, a Hollywood film because there's so many pieces and parts to my story. So I'll try my best to make it as quick as possible. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> and then that's cool. Yeah. It's going to be challenging, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I grew up Born and raised in Orange County, I had two different households. My parents divorced when I was one. So my stepmom and my dad were together. So I grew up in between two different households with my sister. And it was two very different beliefs in both households. You have my dad and my stepmom that were Christians. We would go to church every Sunday. But when we went home, nothing ever really aligned with everything that we were teaching. So at a very young age, I was already questioning God, is he even real? Like it, it, nothing ever made sense. And of course the church I went to was good, but I, I didn't understand anything. And then my mom's household, she was an atheist. I think she's dabbled in some of the witchcraft stuff. And so I was very confused at a very young age. So it was really tough. My mom basically made it a living hell (laughs) for my dad. It was really sad. I remember my dad coming up to me and my sister, and he basically told me that, told us that he wouldn't hug us or kiss us because every time he would 
give us affection, my mom would call the cops saying that he has sexually harassed us. Obviously, none of that has ever been true. But at such a young age, not getting that love from your father, it was really hard as a young girl. Yeah. So it was, that's just one thing. It was hard throughout my whole childhood. Hmm. And so it was a uh, survival mode. I was the younger sister, but I was very protective over my older sister and it, it was tough. But going into high school, I feel like things started looking up a little bit more. I started coming into my own. I started doing things that made me happy, like dancing and things like that. And and then at the age of 17, I got pregnant and that was unacceptable in my family. And But abortion was not an option. So they gave me an ultimatum. They basically said for you to find an adoption family or to give up my child or keep my child and leave home. Considering my fa- parents were very strict. Uh, I remember always being grounded. I never had mm. the best grades. Come to find out in my adult life, I found out I actually have mild dyslexia, ADD, and ADHD. Wow. But my parents never looked into if I have any issues. But I had a learning disability and it's, it's been really tough. It still is. And I'm learning from it and I'm definitely getting better. Now I'm speaking on stages. I think I'm doing okay. But But the trauma just heightened that. I mean, you're in Mm -hmm. the midst of some of the most severe trauma. So even if you do have those things, my goodness, I'm so glad I'm talking to you sitting on this couch because that is not, I know the path of that. That is brutal. Thank you. Yeah. So (laughs) you had a challenge though. You went into high school, started to find your own, but another challenge presented. Yeah. As a sheltered child and not having any life, real life experience, of course, I found an adoption family to take my son. And seven months pregnant, something very empowering came over me. I didn't know what it was at the time, but now what I know now it was God speaking through me because all of a sudden I had this confidence, came up to my parents and said, I'm going to keep my son. And everything inside of me was telling me to keep him. And that's when they basically took me, drove me to a shelter, signed me off. And that was that. I left home and I lived. You had your child yet when they dropped you off or are you still pregnant? I was still pregnant at seven. Oh, bless you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was obviously that was hard because I lost what I thought Mm. I had and Mm. my family. I thought they loved me. So that started a whole, I, I started feeling unworthy, undeserving. Why don't my parents love me? What, why is this wrong? Like I, but everything inside of me told me that I had to fight for my son. And then when I disappeared, because a lot of people ask, like, what happened to the dad? I was not able to communicate. I didn't have a phone or anything. So I I had my sister come pick me up from the shelter to take me, to give me a ride to the father of my son's house to let him know what happened, how, why I disappeared, where I was. And, you know, being pregnant at 17 and losing my family, I thought it made the most sense to tell him, let's get married and do this whole family thing. 
and then that's when he basically told me that he got another girl pregnant and they're getting married. Oh. So it did not work oh, out. <laughs> the nice turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was after that, honestly, I don't remember much. My, I have very bad memory loss. Sure. I just remember somehow I ended up back at the shelter and I was just a shell. I'd had no soul. Mm. I didn't know what I was doing. I don't know what was going to happen. And it was, it was a mess. And then on my 18th birthday, I was transferred to another shelter because I was no longer a minor. The first shelter I lived in was for minors. Okay. So I transferred to another shelter in the city of orange and I was the youngest one. And all the women in that home just like treated me like their little daughter Mm. or sister. And I started feeling more love and amazing. Yeah. So I, I finished high school. I got my first car. I got my driver license. So I started seeing progress. I started feeling better about myself. And eventually I left the shelter, started renting rooms off Craigslist. Yeah, um, that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, back then it was 500 bucks a month. So yeah. They weren't the best places. But you at least had a room. You, yeah. you know, I know you were got, there was a point where you were a go-getter. I think it was because, hey, this is my son. I'm going to provide. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the first jobs that you were even able to take your son? I believe I remember. Oh, my gosh. Every single job you can think of, I've done it. <laughs> I yeah, I just I've worked at kiosks, I worked at the malls, I sold wow. makeup, I tried to do life insurance, I was an excellence technician, I did bottle service, I did bartending, every oh, night job. Like I just I've done I did it all. Yeah. But but the good news is that I was so young that I had the energy to do it. <laughs> yeah. Because you were always like two jobs and doing something. Take yeah. us to the I think it was the beauty salon where yeah. you would take your son, but then they started complaining mm-hmm. and you found an angel to take care of your son. I'd love to hear that story. Oh, oh yes. So for backstory so people understand. I did end up going to beauty school. I got my cosmetology license and then I got into hair and makeup. So I started building my business from there. And then eventually I went to men's hair. So I went back to school, got my barber license and became a barber. But I started off at a men's salon. And then that's when Jordan was probably, oh my gosh, five or six. So he's a ball of energy, right? So I would bring him to the salon on my lunch break, I would go pick him up from school and then bring him back to the salon and he would hang out in the back until I finished my day's work. Wow. I couldn't afford a babysitter. Then that's when things, clients apparently started complaining. It was a men's salon, guys. So a bunch of grown guys were complaining that there was a child in the salon. Like, how pathetic is that? That's but pathetic. Anyways, this is Orange County. Okay. So the owner came up to me and she was a single mom too. So she understood me. And she basically was like, listen, I understand your situation is difficult, but I'm so sorry. You have to get a babysitter. And I'm like, I cannot afford one. I believe I was still like on food stamps. Like I was in the government system. It was hard. One of the hairstylists told me about this woman named Lupe and told her, 
she said, listen, just give her a shot. Talk to her. You literally have nothing to lose. (laughs) So I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So I meet this woman and I'm very, at this point in my life, I'm very standoffish. I'm like, okay. I don't get close to people. I'm, I have a super guard up. I'm sure. like, everyone has hurt me. Like I'm trying not to get close to anyone. She basically meets my son. And what I didn't know until after was she just lost her grandson. Oh. Not lost, like he's fine. He's alive. Okay. But I meant there was some legal custom customs going on where she wasn't able to see her grandson at all and they Mm. were about the same age so my son replaced that at what she lost where she wasn't able to see her grandson and she basically looked at me she's like listen Kayla I'll take care of Jordan just pay me when you can and no joke she watched my son for Uh. free for a whole year beautiful oh she was sent from god i I don't know what i would have done without her Um, and then when i was able to pay her i then i was like here take all my money (laughs) (laughs) i was so thankful and grateful and that was like it was again she was a godsend and i didn't realize it at the time but god has always had his hand on me throughout this whole process i just had another podcast interview this morning before speaking to you, Teresa. And it's so incredible because when I I just committed to God for the first time um, Mm -hmm. last summer and, and then it was like all these flashbacks came to my mind and it was like every single time I could have been murdered. I could have been taken advantage of. I could have been raped. Anything could have happened to me. I've never shared this before, but there was a time before I bought my car I was walking the streets of Santa Ana to take bus stops, to take buses on bus stops with my baby in one hand and my diaper bag and backpack on the other hand. I'm a whole five two. Okay. I'm a tiny little girl. And imagine like walking the streets at the time. It wasn't as safe as it is now. I was being catcalled wherever I went. Uh I I did it in the rain when it was windy. Santa Ana wins. We all know about that. So it's there were so many moments that just came to mind where I was like, I could have been taken of, I, they could yeah. have taken my son. They could, there were just wow. so many terrible things that started going through my head. I'm like, God has been protecting us the yes. entire time. And I didn't know, I didn't realize. Yeah. Such purpose. That's got to speak to someone. You're in the dumps. God hasn't forgotten you. He can bring you. What's your name? Lupe? Lupe. Yeah. Lupe. And Lupe was, that's amazing what you just shared. Lupe was taking your son to church and talking yeah. the Lord to him and while you were working and ah, that's just God working, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, my son had a relationship with God way before I came to God. <laughs> yeah. What did he say when you found out you got saved? Did he say, it's about time, mom? Is that yeah. what he said? He's like, it's about time. I've been praying for this for years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. And I, I I, know that's going to speak to someone, how God can protect you in the midst of your junk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let me take another turn. This one, we 
talked off camera, so I didn't off I didn't ask uh, offensive questions. But how in the world did you land the Netflix reality show? Is it selling the OC? Is that what it is? Yes, selling the OC. You must have been a good realtor before then. Or when did you get your realtor's license? So I got my license in 2019. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So I got my license 2019. I was an assistant for a top producer at another brokerage down in San Clemente. That's where I started my real estate career. Very nice. Yeah. For about a year. So I was very blessed to find that position because they just threw me in with the sharks. They're like, you're going to learn today. (laughs) I would have 12 hour days. I was still cutting hair. I was still bartending. So I was just making it work because for everyone listening, if you're getting into real estate, just plan that, Hey, listen, you're not going to make money for the first couple of years. You're going to have to get a second job, maybe even a third job to, to make ends meet until you get there. But you got to keep, you have to keep pushing. You have to keep going. Otherwise, that, that's just the name of the games. It's not for everyone, yeah. but if you want it, you have to go get it. It definitely displays the, how hard worker you, it's almost like you were predisposed to that because you'd already survived. So, yeah. you know, I was you, built for that for sure. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. There's a little five, two woman everywhere. And then she goes into real estate. So you start yeah. to get successful, but how did the open Haven, is I saying it right? How did it's, that cross over to them? I think it's fascinating. I don't think you talked about this. No, so it's the Oppenheim group, but it's okay. (laughs) How do you say it again? Oppenheim. Oppenheim. It's okay. Everyone says, no, it's okay. People say Oppenheimer too. (laughs) And I'm just like, there's no ER. (laughs) Yeah. And they're they're like one of the best realtors. So I'm sorry. Yeah. No, don't be sorry. Everyone gets their name messed up. Okay. Um, So yeah, six months in meeting. So I assisted for a year and then six months in, I became an actual like realtor on that team and I was doing great. I was closing one to two deals a month and then they reached out to me on Instagram. Wow. Yeah. And I asked them, I'm like, how'd you guys find me? And they said that another realtor woman actually referred me and I don't know who she is. I wish I did so I could thank her. But yeah, they found me on Instagram. I thought it was a scam when I um, saw their first DM. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I deleted it. And and then they found my email and they emailed me and the signature uh, said done and done productions. I was like, huh? And then, so of course I Googled it. I was like, oh, wow, what this might be real. (laughs) So I, entertained it a little bit but then the first time I actually said no because I asked them I said listen do I have to leave my brokerage to join this show and they're like yeah you would have to join the Oppenheim group and I said then I'm not going to do it because I'm very loyal to them and then as time went by and this was during COVID so everything was delayed yeah but as time went by they reached out again actually and they're just like we just want to check in. And I'm just like, and things were already happening at my old brokerage that was making me question if my time was up there. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let me just entertain it. No commitment. Nothing's really going to happen. And in my head, I was thinking, I'm probably not even going to make it anyways. You know, let me just do it for the experience. Okay. So I went through the interview process and then 
I didn't hear from them for like months, like wow. four or five months. And I actually forgot about them. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, okay. And then they reached out again, asking for photos of me and my son when he was a baby. And I was like, oh, wait, you guys are still doing this? And they're like, yeah, delayed COVID. So I was like, oh, okay. So I sent them videos or photos, whatever. And then, yeah, long story short, ended up on a call with Adam DeVillo himself, which by the way, I didn't even own a TV at the time. I never had a TV. So I didn't even know who Adam DeVillo was, let alone how he looked like. And I find out later, I'm on this call with Adam DeVillo, which is the main producer. And he also uh, made the OC. And I think we're going to beat her the hills. I don't know. I can't keep up because I've never seen any of those shows. And he's like, yeah, we would like to cast you. And it took a minute for it to process. And I remember him saying, are you excited? I'm like, yeah, but like, what? (laughs) I was so, because I didn't think it was going to like actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know the show, give a little brief rundown of what the show's about. Because some people are like, what? Netflix? Because it's fascinating. So it's supposed to be about real estate, but when you watch it, it's not about real estate. (laughs) (laughs) It's drama. There's all this drama. But I will say, I will say, I have never seen homes like that. I do. I am. I do enjoy watching it just so I could see you but i enjoy yeah. watching it I, there's homes i couldn't even fathom that, that that home would be in heaven but it's right down yeah. there in orange county yeah so you're orange. in this office can i just interpret and kayla told me she wasn't saved then but you see something once again i think the hand of god was on your life you see really from season one to season two and i think i just finished is it a season three so season three comes out okay. uh, probably March or April. I so think they I, announce it. Yeah. I will say from season one to season two, you were different. There was, I think the hand of God was already on your life because you proved the bees that they were wrong in season one. And then in season two, you just stood your ground. And I remember, I got to tell you this. I remember the first episode, I think it was, you had just sold like a major and I'm like, yes, I'm getting so involved. Yes. Go Kayla. (laughs) And I don't care. I do not care that you were not saved then because God was working on you for that moment. But can I say to you, I saw character. I saw you stand up against those women it's really drama guys don't watch yeah. it if you can't handle a bunch of drama but ha- watch it to cheer kayla on even just the same okay so that we got that one i just wanted to ask thank you are you going to be on season three then but you weren't saved then is that correct i sure am okay but, but season three i think will be the best for me at least okay let me explain to them. You probably can too, but these are people who are in reality TV. There was a strike going on. So these reality TVs popped up. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I know I have a friend who was interviewed by someone in one of these shows, not this one. You're sleep deprived. You don't get a lot to eat and they pour alcohol down you. Is that about right? That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that, guys. Yeah. You put yourself in her place. I don't know about you, but I can't drink a beer without food. I don't drink much anymore. I love a good Mm. beer. But anyway, so we get that. Mm. So now God is working. This is what I think I said off camera, or maybe I've said this already. But when someone like Kayla faces her stuff, and she faces her mental stuff, 
Mm. And she doesn't stuff it. What comes out, what you're going to see, what you're seeing right now is wisdom and insight that turns into transformation power to minister to people. And Kayla, I know I'm praying for your webinar tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific time because there are so many women that are they need your word. They need your example. Then you know what you know what testimony means in Hebrew? It means do it again, God. So you're a living, you're a living, breathing testimony for women who can understand trauma. Girl, I can understand trauma. I was in 26 years. I can say it because I'm not a, it's my story of a marriage that where I was married to a narcissist. So I know what it means to get that caked off mental stuff, to be able to find yourself and to be able to be find your voice, to be proud of yourself. So tell us, talk to us through that curve now where God is setting up stages. He's setting up your coaching business. How did that come about? And how do you feel where you are now with that responsibility, really? Of oh. women? oh, my gosh, I'm so excited for you. Oh, thank you. That was yeah. beautiful. No one has ever asked me that before. So thank oh, you for that. Yeah. No, I, I really appreciate it. So I actually started, a lot of people don't know this. I started getting involved into the personal development world as far as sharing my stories, speaking on stages back in 2019, actually. Nice. And I even started my podcast called Pain to Power, which I just brought back, by the Good way. Job. Good job. Yes, I know. Like years later, I was like, God was talking at me. He was like, you need to do this. And I'm like, I have too much on my plate. Nope, you need to do this. I'm like, fine. So I did it. I brought it back. So yeah, you guys can find that on all podcast platforms. Awesome. Power with Kayla Cardona. So I was already in that world and it was already like tugging at my heart. Like I knew it was something I've always wanted to do. Well, obviously when COVID happened, just like the rest of the world, I went into a deep depression because I started focusing on things that I could not control. And I started learning about what's been going on with politics and the vaccines mm-hmm. and being a, a mama bear. I was becoming overprotective. And I'm like, why does my son have to do vaccine? And I, I don't want to make this about like yeah, I understand politics them. stuff, but I, mm. yeah. So I was just like, I was, I didn't, anyway, so I, it was a dark pl- uh, time for me and I stopped investing in myself. I stopped learning. Ooh, I stopped okay. um, working out. I stopped working on myself. I just got in this weird place oh, bless and you. I just feel like that a lot of people can relate to that because it took some time to get out of that rut. Mm-hmm. So I think what happened was... I think I've been so hard-headed and stubborn for all my life for so long that God literally had to say, okay, if you cannot see me, let me go ahead and put you on a TV screen so you can see yourself to see what you're oh doing. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> amazing. That blows me away, but it's true. Okay, Yes. He was like, you have to see it for yourself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because it really wasn't, Teresa, until I saw myself on TV and I go, what's happening? What's, oh. What is this? I w- Don't get me wrong. I wasn't like terrible. Obviously, my authenticity was showing and I related to a lot of people. I started sharing my story and all the things. But there was things that I've done and said and behaviors that I was not proud of. And I just looked at myself. I'm like, and also 
I was caring about what people were thinking about me and I was oh, crying gosh. about everything. I was emotional. I overdrank half of the time I was blacked out yeah. because I was drunk off of tequila and I mixed with champagne. It was terrible. That will do it. Yeah. So I'm just like, what am I doing? And so I finally got to a place where I was like, something needs to change right now. And then I would question, why am I even on this show? Why did God even give this opportunity to me? And really, I finally realized and it finally hit me is that he had to make me see my own self on TV to see what needs to change. I needed to find him, obviously. I found him a little bit after season one came out, obviously last summer, but it took me some time. Again, I was still very stubborn. Yeah. But also it gave me a platform to reach more people. So it made me, I started again, I I released the old identity. I, I released toxic people that were around me. I kept people close to me that I knew genuinely cared for me, which is so extremely important. Oh gosh. Write that down guys. Yeah. And then I started meeting the right people. Right. So when you clear out the toxicity and you clear out the bad people around you, bad energy, you make room for good to come Mm, to you. Right. So So that's when things started, right. People started coming into my life. Mm. So then I, Obviously, it wasn't really until I had an encounter with God. Mm. And then this is something that I haven't really shared with a lot of people. And I did not share on Michelle's call. So I'm going to share it with you. Okay. So there was a lot more that happened after my encounter with God. I didn't realize it was him until sometime after. And it wasn't until I met this powerful Christian couple that are doing very well in, in life. And they're very... They're life coaches. They are speakers as well. And they told me an experience that they had about a deliverance. So then I was like, that's it that I need to do that. And so I got their contact. I went through the deliverance and that's when everything just freaking hit me. Yeah. And it was such a crazy experience for all the Christians listening to this. If you do not know about a deliverance, go look it up. And, or if you're thinking about doing it, you need to do it. It, right. it, and find reputable people who are, I know exactly what you're saying. I think every Christian should go through deliverance. Sorry. Yeah, yeah no, it's okay. But yeah. but yeah, but make sure you find the right one because I know exactly what she's unveiling. There's something when you meet the face of God and you have people around you that allow you to walk from this stuff that's a hold on you. It's evil. It's the enemy. Right. But when right. you walk into the light, what's revealed in the light is covered in the blood. And tell me, did you just feel like 20 pounds, if not more, lifted after you went through that? Oh, my gosh. I felt like I was glowing. <laughs> you probably were. I was like, and let me tell you something. The biggest demon that was inside of me was the spirit of rejection. Oh, Jesus. And it, it, it just all made sense. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It, it went back all the way to my childhood. It oh, was, sure. I was sweating. I was my body was being thrown back and forth, right. it w- but it didn't hurt, obviously, right? because Satan and the demons don't have the authority to hurt us. Come on. Yeah. So I wasn't scared. I felt very safe. I knew so that the, my angels and God was surrounding me and protecting yeah. me. It just needed to be done. And yeah. it, it, I, after that, I said, okay, let's get to work. 
And yeah. I started stepping into what I knew I should be doing. I True. life coaching, brought yeah. my podcast back. Then I started meeting all these people. Then I started getting all these speaking gigs. I'm yeah. getting all these stages. I'm like, okay, God, like, dang, I know you want to work through me, yeah. but the, I love this. He started opening all these crazy doors and I'm just nice. like, wow, here we but, go. Let's go. Isn't <laughs> God cool that he wanted to make sure that the deliverance happened. I think of it, the deliverance happened and all those rejection and all those hurts, they became scars. So you can speak from your scars. You can't speak from Let's say you didn't get the deliverance. You, you, your emotions and everything would be all over. You step on stage and you know, oh, rejection would hit you. It's like God mm. is so good. And yeah. I know that there are women listening who need you. And I'm so excited because you've gone through hell and have come out glowing. And that's <laughs> possible. Someone's listening right now on this podcast. You need to, if, if it's deliverance, you need to find someone that is reputable that you really can trust. Okay. Cause it, a lot mm. of people say they're deliverance. Uh, some people call it sozos, but we're, I think Kayla is talking about a full on deliverance and I mm. believe in it because you may be a Christian, but there are demons that want to continue to take up residence inside of you. Mm-hmm. And guess what? D- Kayla said it. We're not subject to them. They're subject to us because we got the Holy Spirit in us. So take that confidence. Wait, I'm not subject to this. It's subject to me because Jesus is in me. Whoa, give me excitement. I love it. I love it. It's so beautiful. And then, of course, they're going to try to creep in. And then you learn about it. And I learned so much just within that three-hour session. And I'm just like, wow. So whenever I have any sort of fear, start getting in my head or doubt or imposter syndrome, I'm yeah, like, I was just gonna say imposter I, syndrome. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, how do you I battle know. that? Oh, I just say I rebuke you. Good. I know you don't belong here. Thanks yes. for stopping by, but get out. You're done. Golly. And Gold, I just, guys. yeah. Sometimes I'll even like I call it my mom's voice, and I'll just like firmly ask, "You do not belong here. <laughs> get out." And when you really like hone into that you just you take all the power away from that and then you know and then you ask lord continue to fill me with the holy spirit and you just move on do have you noticed now that you're walking in this have you noticed it doesn't matter what you say but you can enter rooms and you can feel that god is shifting the atmosphere through you're not patting yourself on your back you just realize how big god is and he set you up just mm-hmm. by your presence, like just by your presence on this podcast, you are shifting the atmospheres of people. Anyone listening, I think you're shifting atmospheres and they're not listening and they're drawn to this. Do you have mm-hmm. you noticed that more? I'm just curious. I, you know what? No, but you're not the first okay. person that has told me this. I, I think it's because all I think about is how I can serve you oh, and what beautiful. message that. I, again, like you said, I allow the Holy Spirit to speak through me and Mm. it's whatever just comes up at the top of my mind and my heart. And what I feel is the right, like message that needs to be said for everyone to hear. I completely, it's like when I go on stage, I used to get scared. Now it's, now I think about, I eliminate myself from the equation and I just think about how can I, I serve at least one person in the so crowd. Good. That's it. I don't think about the, I, I I hear you and and I appreciate that. And I love that so much that you say that, but I really don't think about that. And, and I'm, 
I also feel like I'm, I stay very humble. Yeah. So I just don't think like that. What I hear you saying is you understand that it's not about you. It's you're just, you're just represent him. So, so let's, you got something coming up tonight. I'm going to air this. Of course, so many are watching and commenting. Thank you live. What you got tonight. And this is all part of, I got to say something. You've got a powerful coaching program coming up. And I really believe that you had to go through that deliverance because in the world's view, okay, I'm not the world. You're a young Christian, but God just like supercharged you. And I really think the deliverance is what's pushed you forward. Mm -hmm. And because a lot of people don't please on behalf of these old crusty Christians, I'm not crusty, but I'm old. Don't let anyone tell you you're too young to do this. Okay. I'm just going to come on out and say that. Oh, you haven't been in the, and don't go to cemetery, seminary, no disrespect on seminary. You don't need that when you got what you got, what God's given you. So I just had to say that. I'm just pouring that. I'm an old wise sage pouring that on you. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm slowly, every single morning, I read a little bit in the Bible. And sometimes Uh I'll randomly choose. I just allow God to guide me and I'll rant. It will randomly just, oh, you need to read this. I'm like, okay, let's go. So I start reading. But there was a part in there, and I'm really bad. I'm I want I'm praying to God to to give me the gift of memorization so that I okay. could start like actually saying these scriptures. But there was a piece in the Bible that I read recently about how we do need to get connected with the older Christians mm. and learn from their wisdom. So for wow. you to speak that way, I want you to understand that I'm meant to connect with yeah. you. And I pray for people like you. And Mm. I want to be surrounded by more older Christians that have that wisdom because there's so much I can learn from you. So you're you're way appreciated. I'm like, I believe we need more godmothers, godly wisdom in women who are raising up. Because I see, listen, Kayla, I can't speak to your audience. (laughs) I can talk about AI to them, but I really can't transformatively speak to your audience. So that's why I really am. I'm in your grandstands for life. I'm waving my little white hanky. Okay. So you're going into coaching. So tell us a little bit about that. I know you have a free webinar, 6 p.m. PST. At Instagram is probably the best place to find you at Ms. Kayla Cardona. Is that probably the best way? Yeah. At MS Kayla Cardona. Right now you can go to KaylaCardona.com to okay, sign up for that free webinar. I know that. That's tonight. great. Okay. Yeah. And so right now it just takes you to my site to sign up for the free webinar, but okay. it, it will be my official uh, website. Awesome. It's still under construction. Yeah. That's fine. That's awesome. Yeah. But when we get off, I'm going to say this publicly when we get, don't go anywhere. Cause I want to give you AI. I want to give you some reels of you sharing your story here, and then you can share it wherever you want. So I'm into AI. I'm an old sage who loves artificial intelligence. So anyway. I don't know anything about that. So. Oh, we need to get together and make it easy, girl. I'm I serious. I, I believe that I, people who go, ooh, we're going to subject, but can I go here? They go, ooh, artificial intelligence from the devil. And I'm like, no, it's not. Okay, see this pen? No. This is a tool. It can be yeah. used for good things. Oh, and it can be used for evil things. Look at the yeah. internet. It can be used for good things or it can be used for evil things. And I really believe kingdom people like us, Kayla, we're going to be on the cutting edge of things like artificial intelligence, not for the woo-woo and the ugly side, but 
hey, I want you to have 10 more hours to focus on what you love best. What if you mm-hmm. figured out a way to, to do your content where you had those 10 hours? I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sounding like a commercial, but I'm so passionate. It lights me up in my old age. Anyway, so where are you going love- with? I'm sorry, you just let me, you gave me a little window to get all charged up. I love it. So they go to KaylaCordona.com or, mm-hmm. and then they'll get the sign up. Is that for the webinar? Yes. So that's for the free webinar. So it's super easy. You just fill out your information okay. and you automatically get the Zoom link okay. to join tonight. Yeah. And that leads to your coaching program, correct? So that KaylaCardona.com leads to the free webinar. Now my coaching program is, again, it's going to be, so my official website is still under construction. Right. I know. Okay. But go to my bio in my Instagram bio, and then there's a link. And then when you click on that link, there's the free webinar, there's my six-month coaching program, there's other interviews I've done, and then all the links to my social media platforms. Awesome. That's so true. And that that everyone knows, most everyone knows Instagram. I was almost going to bring up your link tree so people could see it. There we go. Link tree. Thank you. Yeah. Let me do something real quick because I want get your pen out, please. Sound like a teacher. Get your pen out and then look up this stuff. Okay, Kayla, I'm going to show them all your stuff. Oh, oh, okay. I guess they got to click on it, so they're not going to. Well, just go to her site. Okay, guys. All right, we're done yeah. there. Awesome. Anyway, thank you. I just love to. Prom- That's my heart. Really, is my heart from a very young age is to help people harness the power of the internet, now AI, to really spread their message. And it's a kingdom message. Mm-hmm. For you to be able to come on here and talk about deliverance, you're talking about the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. If that makes someone nervous, you just need to ask someone who's trustworthy. Hey, DM me, I'll tell you about it. Mm-hmm. I'm someone who's trustworthy because I had this time in my life where I thought we all need deliverance. Now I'm in this place where we all need therapy. <laughs> Clean our stuff up and and go from David. No, this is my friend has this line. I love it. It's from landmines to landmarks. So you're not explained. You're not a share of the landmines, and you exploded because you got a landmark. Where out of my misery came my destiny. Mm. Out of my junk came freedom for someone else. Out of my testimony, God says, "Do it again." So I really believe you're gonna. I'm just going to prophetically say this. I believe God has set you up on a stage because you so know it's not about you. And I believe that everywhere that your mouth is released, that women are going to do this. This is my heart. The women who feel voiceless because of trauma are going to discover transformation by finding their voice through identity. And they're going to speak, speaking to the person they once were. So you, Kayla, are speaking to the people you once were. And you know what I hear? I hear chains breaking. Ooh, I got goosebumps all over. Come oh on. Oh, my gosh. That's so beautiful. Finding your, your voice. Because you oh. when you're in trauma and you're in mental stuff, you don't have a voice. No, no. I, ne- I never. Oh, that's so now, good. That's so good, are, Teresa. Yes, now you have found transformation. You're dealing with your junk. You've gone through deliverance. And now you're like, everywhere you go, you don't have to say the word identity. It's wound in us. But everywhere you go, you're releasing Mm -hmm. people to find their voice. And I love the idea that you don't just find it, but you speak. I always say, what did you like to do in childhood? I'm going off on a tangent here. What did you, now you had, okay, so you're a good example. When I was a child, climb up to the top of the stairs and preach. I was Catholic. It was a good homily. 
But then I say, people will say, I had a terrible childhood. I said, that doesn't dis- disqualify you. You get to be healed and transformed. And then you really do. You get to speak to the people you once were that were in the crap. So you are mm-hmm. speaking to the people that were in the crud. Why I like to talk to people? Because I grew up loving a microphone. It was just in my DNA. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did I find trauma? Yeah. 26 years of it, of the wrong marriage. But what am I doing now? I'm doing like Kayla, getting mm-hmm. on my stages, which are podcasts, and getting to join forces and cheer on the Kaylas out there. Really say, hey, wait, we need you. Keep speaking because I can't speak to your crowd. Yeah. I am, though, because I'm getting to share you. So I say all that to say, <coughs> this has been so freaking fun. This has been so Thank freaking you, fun. Teresa. Yeah, and, such a light. Thank yeah. you. And just, hey, I'm a DM away. Prayer, anything. I know you have a support system, but believe me, girl, I am. I've been praying for you since I've been watching Netflix selling the OC. (laughs) You made such an uh, impact on Girl Power Alliance. That was our major leadership meeting, guys. And uh, wow, that that impacted so many people. And I was just fascinated. So I went to Netflix. I'm like, let me see what we got here. I was like, (laughs) what are we working with? Cheering you on. I'm like, oh, what did they do? They starved her and dumped a bunch of alcohol, tequila, and something else. It doesn't bother me. If you can push away anything, what you're going to see is a gold. So Mm -hmm. I saw so much gold. So thank Mm -hmm. you for being willing to share your story here and just to set people free. Thank you so much. All right. You've been listening to Unleashing Kingdom Voices. Please share this with someone, not for a pat on the back, but so someone might get set free. Also, we appreciate when you write reviews and we appreciate you so much. We'll talk to you in the next Unleashing Kingdom Voices podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Unleashing Kingdom Voices podcast. We hope today's episode has inspired you to embrace and amplify your unique voice. For more insights, resources, and information about our courses, AI tools, and our incredible guests, visit TeresaCroft.com.